Hey. Hi. What's up? Hello. Nice. Look, I got a tree and everything. You Yay. do. Nice. More festive than me. <laughs> you know, just in case we do like, you know, this is this is post Christmas Eva. <laughs> yeah. Things. Yeah. Dude, I let me let me explain to you. I don't even have my life together enough to be doing this right now, but I love y'all and you guys are the <laughs> homies. I'm still in my freaking pajamas. I it's post Christmas in every sense of the way. I just don't even know what my name is right now. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have cool stuff to share and show you guys. So yeah, I definitely awesome. I, I came prepared with coffee and stories. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. I'm Aaron. What's up? I'm Eva. <laughs> and that's a spoiler, because this week we're scratching the itch for a little calendar shuffle. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that every year we've developed a tradition of having Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire, who has fun features on her camera, apparently, <laughs> join us for a holiday episode. And uh, usually that's Christmas Eva this year due to scheduling. We shuffled it back a week and you're getting some New Year's Eva. So either way, you're pretty much closing out the year with us and her. Yes. Yes. We still have the Eva thing going on. There's lots of Evas to be had at this time yes. of year. So we just scoot it over. Totally yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is that this date opened up because last year we did uh, New Year's Evarella with Joe Evarella of Varsity. This year we shuffled him to Halloween and oh, that funny. opened up New Year's for you. So <laughs> that wasn't intentional, but it just worked out wonderfully. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate all of the other people being a hot mess and having to shift their calendar too, so uh, that we could just all, you know, figure it out here, but we're definitely figuring it out. So yeah, <laughs> all the time. This is mostly going to be a reflection of things that happened since the last time we talked with you, which was right before upheaval. And uh, we wanted to just take a few minutes to thank you for a few things. So we're going to be thanking you throughout this episode but yeah. uh one of my goals for this year if you remember for christmas eva 2 was to take an eva road trip and see you out of state and little did i know we wouldn't just do it once but we would do it three times so many times <laughs> like, literally so many times we've hung out it's yeah. so fun you're like what are you guys doing here we're like we don't even know i, know. I saw you at the <laughs> shop and i was like you are so far from home what yeah. happened that was that was the first ticket that i bought because that was the show that i was like okay taproot show went on sale you guys are playing with them and that was before they announced the two other shows without so, telling us by the way without, yeah like, hey i got it out. it's all tickets to go to detroit like oh or well, i'm in flint michigan i'm like oh great yeah that's <laughs> guess fantastic we'll figure that one out sure <laughs> if they're not going no i'll find deal yeah i'll find other people to go yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah. You can either go or don't. I don't care. Like, just, <laughs> I'm going. Casey was all kinds of serious about going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he knows what he's about. He's like, I'm seeing the show, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're unaware of this, but we use our chats with you as examples for other PR people that we try to reach out to if they ask for examples. Ooh. And uh, due to you and our conversation with RJ and Dorothy, among others, uh, that was one of the reasons why we were able to attend Upheaval and do an interview series, which included yourself. I love that. We just want to thank you for, for all of that. So, Dude, we're coming up in the world together, man. It, we exactly. started this thing so long ago and in such a different world. And it's just so fun to see these are the repeat friends that people keep telling us about when we, were, when we started touring. And it was a strange touring world, but they were like, oh, don't worry. Like you will get to know people and you'll see. And that meant everybody from musicians to crew, to staff at festivals, to um, different times at the festivals that you would be, you know, uh, podcast friends of ours that we have that are, you know, now we've introduced you guys to our other podcast friends, which are, you know, our favorite yeah. brand of weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's it is just, you know, that kind of, I think that's why I love it so much, truthfully. So, yeah, no, I, uh, as much as you're thanking me, also thank you to the itch for for creating that vibe and being part of that vibe. So um, it's always fun. It's definitely always fun. Yeah. So it's funny you you mentioned that. I was, I was thinking about it. I was going to mention that we're kind of, um, there's a few bands that I think this qualifies for, kind of like a, the official podcast of your band. But then there's yeah. also your guys from 
from your hometown. So we'll shout out Guido and the guy. Why not? They're, I yeah. think we share the title with them as, yeah. as being oh, the official sure. podcast of Eva Under Fire. We can't take it or they'll come after us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've been around but longer. We can share. We can we share. Can share. Um, something like that. But it's it's so funny that you say that because um, I do. I think there is you know as a as a band that has been together for a long time and all friends that grew up in the scene together, right? We have these like levels of people we've met along the way and like different people who are promoters who've been there since the beginning and podcast friends have been there since the beginning. And, um, and geez, like what equals beginning, right? Because there's like, when people start to know you in the industry, that's a cool feeling, but like, there's so much, there's years before that, right? Like there's, it was funny that I got to give you guys the last time you were here and you were at District 142, it's like literally in my downriver area where I've grown up. So I was like, yeah, if you want to see the house I grew up in. And you guys did. You took a detour. We did. Lincoln Park, Michigan. Like that's it's so funny to me to be able to share that now as like monuments along the way, you know, wild. Yeah. Well, let's take a little detour there because before we discuss upheaval and whatnot. We uh when your movie filming and and yes my rock star fundraiser was announced I was like okay we have to we have to contribute to this and then we did we all did <laughs> and then I was thinking oh the the filming and all this perks and stuff and I'm oh that that'll happen later down the road like no that's two and a half weeks from now it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been we've been trying to and bless you for having the patience that you had with this because this, the, my friend who is doing all of the filming and director of the film, Stephanie Williams, she is such a wonderful friend. And so uh, very serious about what she does. I mean, you guys saw the filming. She had crew there that you've seen on probably like, you know, I imagine that might look like what it is on Marvel sets. This is not, <laughs> you know, like simple, easy peasy DIY kind of stuff that she's doing. Um, but the lining up of, you know, when it's going to be released and the premiere and things like that, like there's so many layers to that. Yes. So um, she had a date and then we lost the date and we were, she was thinking it would be at the venue, but then I think we might have to do track that. And then I was on tour, so I couldn't really like talk with her about, <laughs> right. the, right. you know, when we're going to do all this. So thank you for your patience, but yeah, no, it definitely will happen. It's, it's something that we don't, we don't want to lose the excitement, right, of everybody right. that yeah. was so involved in making it. So um, it will be happening uh, shortly, uh, sooner rather than later. But, it, you know, she and I were just having some conversations about when and where and how she thought that would be yeah. possible. And I think that what we're doing now is um, more back end, making sure that we can um, have rights to certain things yeah. <laughs> before, prior to. So that's that's the backstory on, on that. Right more on that soon yes yes <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll be on the lookout yeah we're friends with stephanie <laughs> now too and uh we definitely want to have her and yourself on for a separate episode about the movie whenever that works out for both of you yes so. oh she would love to and i know that she she would love it so yeah sometime in the in the new year we should talk yeah we should yeah. talk about that yeah we'll we'll schedule it yeah you know where we are we know where you are right <laughs> right right exactly exactly <laughs> When Aaron and I made the trip down there, it was it was funny because one, the look on your face of excitement that we were there was awesome. And then the shock of like Julie and or, uh, a few other people from the, the Patreon are like, you look really familiar. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you, you see me on the Patreon. And I know other people that were there were shocked that, you know, what are what are two people from St. Louis doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> not realizing how big you are and how important you are to us. So it was just, it was a really, that was a really cool day. It was a surreal moment, the whole thing. And as, as we've kind of like met along the way to all of the different times that we've been able to hang out now, like each one of those experiences stands out to me. You know what I mean? Like the upheaval, the stuff was very different than the district 142 stuff than the, you know, time that I met you guys when we were in St. Louis area and that. Yeah. It's just, it adds more to the story which I now have a lot of filming <laughs> stories. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. <laughs> a couple of them are behind me. I have, so we have a friend of ours that was on Shiprocked that also brought us, he makes like custom merchandise. And I saw him, he, he came out and visited us on tour. 
and I have uh, a oh, wow. Eva nice. Underfire bear nice. now nice. made from an Eva t-shirt, which is so dope. He was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, just cool to like, you know, have at the merch booth or whatever. I was like, no, no, this is yeah. my stuffy now. We, I just, this is my new pillow for the band. What are you talking about? I'm not selling this. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not merchandise. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then when we were on the Bush tour, um, it was so funny. So Yvette is their tour manager and they're, they're all fantastic humans, by the way. They were so kind and, and very welcoming. And even Gavin was like involved and like came and introduced himself in the green room and stuff like that. Um, but Yvette was in North Carolina. She came in and she was like, here's the posters that they didn't end up putting up. You know, there's like leftovers. She was like, I grabbed a couple for you guys. I figured you'd want them. I was like, absolutely. And then like a chorus of us were all simultaneously like, oh my God, these are our first actual like tour posters with our name on them. Yeah. Right. From like big venues. I was, we were all like, can we get them signed? Yeah. <laughs> so she gathered them all up before the end of tour. Nice. And had them all signed for us. Awesome. So now that I have them framed. Cool. That and is... it's got the bad wolves and evil under fire on it with the bush. And I love, I just love the artwork on this too. It's super dope. So yes. like now we have our first tour poster chilling in our, in our rehearsal spot. Yeah. My, my garage. Garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As it well, should be. That's a good yeah. rehearsal spot. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, so it, we've had so much fun. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to draw attention to is, you know, the growing together, because I think this is our third year in a row of doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Third of this, I think sixth or something now. Overall. Yeah, it's a sixth conversation overall. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you were going from basically having just a couple tracks released to now you have an album you've played with several big, big bands. And it's just awesome to see that we, we love champion your success. And, and it obviously it, you know, we, it helps us too, because we, we continue to try to do that with other bands. Like, you know, we see new upcoming bands, like that's, that's what we love doing. And it's, it's just really awesome when we see those bands succeed, like you guys, the oxymorons varsity, and it just things like that. Like it, it really means a lot to us. Yeah. And then, our friends in Nonpoint, who you're going to end up playing a, sh a show with in May. Yeah, we will be with them in May. Yeah, there's like a couple of different years of back to back dates with um, different shows in May that we have booked now, which is cool. So it's it's exciting to be even announcing stuff in like 2024. You can <laughs> it's fun for me because you can almost tell that like we just love playing live and you could just put a period on that sentence because right. we don't it doesn't make any sense for us to be booking things when we don't have an we're getting ready to go write you album too like we won't yeah i don't even know when that's happening but like we're still playing yeah. <laughs> we want yeah. to. you know usually right. it's like write the album have the single then go and tour because then you want to push what you released right so it's, it's all a nice picture frame when you you know you're supposed to be lining things up like that and we're like ah. yeah this is all at once why not yeah, yeah. why not the other thing too i i genuinely love is it's a pure friendship between the itch and even under fire the entire band we love seeing you guys every time we go out it's it's you know a, a good time in fact the last time we had a hard time breaking casey and rob apart they just kept <laughs> talking i mean I, in fact it's two giants chatting for a long long yeah. time yeah <laughs> it'd still be talking if we didn't break them apart we almost left them. <laughs> like we have to but, get on the plane we have to get on the plane <laughs> rob will get you home at some point yeah 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 <laughs> I actually saw you guys more than I saw some of my local friends this year, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I won't apologize for that, but no. I'm feeling you. I mean, they know this. So well, yeah. it, it just, it is so much um, when you, when you have friends who are excitable about what you're doing and they also have their own things to be excited about. And then you kind of just, I think more, honestly, like I think more adults need to create this vibe in their friendships where they're like, cheering each other on and having really cool, supportive, excitable conversations. Like I think many people are very nervous to go there because it's like, I don't want to get excited. What happens if it gets ruined? Eh. Right. It, right. It might, but like, why not celebrate what you're doing in the moment and actually have a great time with it and like manifest something different? Because if you don't, you just kind of like hold it off in the corner somewhere until you're like ready, you know, yeah, yeah. you might miss it. You might miss right. it and somebody else might miss it. And then they can't celebrate that with you. And like, just, you know, I think well, it's cool that we get to do this publicly and then have other people see this and go, this is yeah. a fun vibe. I like that. Right. <laughs> Agreed. That was important to us with upheaval because you were actually like the second people we saw. We walked in and we had our, our nice little access pass and uh, got to walk right in. And yeah, we were standing there watching the Up Virtue guys, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, yeah. but we we saw you at the the uh, the catering tent first. Yes. <laughs> we went in to yep. say hi to Fame on Fire, and then yeah. you guys were in the catering tent. We're like, oh, there's our next stop. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we saw Virtue, and then you did your thing on stage and veered off. And unfortunately, we couldn't like continue to hang out because some of the access got got taken away towards the end of the night. But uh, that's they they do that too with big with the bigger bands being in the tents. Eventually, like toward the end of the day, it's harder. It's harder yeah. even for like us as openers. Like there's been there have been very few but like yeah two bands that kind of big timed everybody and was like mm -hmm. no the backstage is closed and we're like oh okay. we were bummed that was our we... theory of what of what yeah. happened we didn't know we we're like i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. yeah we were bummed because we wanted to say hi to rj but we weren't able to do that so uh but that's all right. yeah that's all right yeah <laughs> it's um you know they get i guess too the other thing is, is like everybody's got their own schedule and people are yeah. busy and running around right so um, it does kind of suck when you have a bunch of friends at the same places and they also have a bunch of other friends that are at the same place and like everybody only has five minutes to like run and give hugs to people yes. <laughs> and yeah. then you're like off doing and then there's right you throw in also that there's performance schedules and yeah. interviews and you know so it, it does like you can't always like hang out the way that you want to but yeah <laughs> I don't remember if it was maybe it was upheaval because I had seen Lizzie and like they were exiting one stage as I was entering onto another stage and I just caught their eye like they were leave <laughs> they were going down the steps and I was backstage getting onto the stage and I just sort of like waved and they were like <laughs> yeah and that was it that was the whole exchange ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah well but then the one cool thing for us was we got to stand side stage with you and see Flyleaf so that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great that time. That was so yeah. cool. I hadn't seen Lacey perform with them in in years. It, that was my. It was like whew, going back to high school days, man. That was really cool yep. to see. Yeah, right. And the fact that they were replacement ads, you know. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was awesome watching you play Upheaval, and I got to do the uh, the photo pit and take some shots, and were able to kind of connect as you were performing, which was awesome. And yeah. so it was just, it was a, a highlight of, uh, of the year for sure. So. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad to be a highlight. Um, and, and it was, <laughs> it was cool. I, I, this first time we played upheaval and I didn't realize where the lookout stage was. And then I should have known in the name, it, it kind of indicates that you are way up high. Yes. <laughs> way up there. I was like, and I did one pass from the, like the, the backstage <laughs> area where all of the, interviews were happening and then getting up the hill, the hill. and i i just kind of like had to two shoe express it because i wanted to get up there i think it was when we were sound checking and yeah. i like just kind of like trotted up there holy leg day okay i had no <laughs> idea what i was in for and that was the last time that i tried to get up there myself so to all of you people all of you crazies who were on that hill with us at upheaval i love you i love you yeah. forever because that hill was full i there was no way i thought there was gonna be hundreds of people that were up on this hill to watch us perform at like two in the afternoon i don't know you know what i mean like it was just, yeah. and but everyone showed out and it was awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome what a crowd holy smokes it was it was it was, it was awesome packed it was yeah. packed and packed one thing that that was awesome for us is as we're watching Flyleaf together, there was a guy and he noticed that we were standing next to you and kind of chatting a little bit. And there was a guy that wanted to get your attention for a selfie. And he's like, please, I, I want a selfie really bad. And so Aaron and I pointed him out to you. And then that opened the floodgates. And then you were like gone for like for, for <laughs> right. like another 20 minutes sorry. taking selfies with people. <laughs> yeah, like sorry we pointed it pointed it out. But I I wanted to make mention of that because I think that's one thing that fans really connect with you so well is you you make an effort to make everyone's day that you meet. And oh that's beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah. And it's just uh, watching you do the bush tour, there was the little girl that saw you the first night of the tour and that was her birthday present and she like lost her mind she saw us and had a sign right. it was so crazy yeah so it's just little things like that you're you're doing the right thing oh thank you it's awesome for us to watch you do what you do so i just i don't also i could see how other artists would be 
like that would be a weird space to be in, right? But I'm a people person and I mm -hmm. genuinely like to just love on people. I'm not one of those who is like, I don't like humans. You know, there are some people that are like, eh, humans are a lot, right? I get that. But also, uh, I would not be able to do what I do without these particular humans, especially the little people that come there with signs and know every word. Okay. Right. Y'all are setting up next generation of Eva fans right there. Yes. So yes. It, it, it becomes a special thing for me to get stuck doing that. I always want to prioritize that. It's been strange on the business end to try to account for that because the guys, they just know that from the time we leave the stage until the time that we leave the venue, you won't find me. I'm somewhere out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Which is cool. But also like, I can't pack my own stuff. I can't tell you how much merch we sold. I don't know where, where anybody is. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't settle. I can't like all the things that we, cause usually we're a really skinny team as far as like how many people we take with us on the road. And so like, as those things continue to grow, it's cool to see, but also like it starts to become eye opening. Like, Oh, she can't sell the merch anymore. Like I have a hard time selling our own t-shirts anymore at any venue at any level. Cause I'll just get stuck talking to people or having, you know what I mean? Like we've pulled in like, couple of dates on the bad wolf stuff where it was club shows there's just there's nowhere to go when you do, you don't have a green room it's a club you know what i mean these are small areas yeah so you kind of have to have that type of attitude where you just like to love on people because in a club show they'll be right next to you yeah. for hours right? right like there's nowhere for you to go so i felt bad for like doc you know what i mean because doc was like literally trying to like set up his guitar in the corner of the venue and then like you only got 15 minutes before doors my guy like uh <laughs> do you need to go and chill you know what i mean he does have like they travel in a bandwagon right so like they have kind of a, a rolling green room if needed right yeah but it, it was interesting because they also have you know six people that are on that van wagon so there's not there's just not a lot of room right but so yeah. thank goodness I just like people and I'll be out there, but I definitely had to like, there was a couple of times where we didn't have an advanced merch seller for the venue. So like, eh, it was me. <laughs> yeah. And I was several times from there. I was like texting the guys SOS. I can't, I can't keep up. Like this is a great problem, but also help, help, help me. Yeah. <laughs> Get over here, right? please. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I only did that like once, I think. And then the other time that we didn't have an advanced merch seller, we just kind of got to the venue like early for soundcheck. And we were like, do you have someone who can help us? Because we will need the help. Yeah. So we're just, we're getting to a point where we just can't, we can't, we, we just big problem. You know what I mean? If I, if it's just, if we try to keep it as skinny as we have, but um, good problems, you know? So exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. Soon you're going to be surrounded by people that are always going to be wanting to talk to you for a whole week. Nowhere to go. You're going to be on ship rocks. Yeah. Uh, I love on people there too. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about super me. Super excited. I'm, Don't worry I'm about me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about me. I like it. The other thing is, is I kind of like attention. Did I tell you? This <laughs> we figured okay. as a front woman of a band, yeah. it was kind of comes with the territory. So yeah. I like right. attention. So I'm fine with it. I don't know how we're going to top 2023, but uh, one thing that we have to tell you is, so you'll be seeing Dan on Shiprocked, but yes, 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 yes. we're hoping that the itch will be in full force because I got an email and I'm going to be on the boat. So no way. Ah, I was going to ask you, dude. I'm hoping to be his roommate, but it's not finalized. Yeah. So hopefully the itch will be full force on Shiprocked and we'll start 2024 out with a bang. So. I didn't yeah. mean to screech like a harpy, but I'm really happy that you guys are <laughs> You're good. That's perfect. I need your help. Okay. So here's the thing. I want to start, I do all my little custom whatever's for costumes and crap, right? But like, I don't want to throw that all away. And like, it's weird because I'm like sweating in it and I customize the size and I got hand stitched, yeah. right? I don't want people to pay for it. But I thought maybe I could start doing shadow boxes of cool things. So I want to make hmm. a Shiprock shadow box. Hmm. and i have so this is here i want to i don't know what to put in it that's my thing so if okay. you you guys are like amazing fans of rock music so if you had like a specialty merch item shadow box that you wanted from your whomever it is that you listen to 
I'm not going to say Eve under fire because that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if there was some other way more famous person that you <laughs> that were listening to, what would you want in a shadow box? Like as a, a like a costume piece, right? Like, cause I have, I don't know if I want to include the shoes, but I, I like making yeah. jackets and shoes to go with my, so this is what I made for Shiprock the first year. This is my, okay. Right. And she's cool hooded thing. But then I really, I did all this custom stuff on the back. Yeah. Of it. I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Right. So yeah. I think that should be the part that gets displayed. Right. Does that, or do you think it should be yeah. the front in the shadow? Right. No, I, I think it should I be the, the back. back. Yeah. The if you wrote yeah, on the, the back, back, you got to put the writing out. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Then there's, okay. So that's, that, that was question one. And then I was going to include <laughs> a shoe because it's also a matching, like I'll sleep when I'm dead shoe. Right. Cause that maybe I could just mm, include the other, I don't know. Cause in the other part, I'm like, I could cut it up and make it like a collage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause nobody's yeah. going to wear it. So like, would it be important for you to have the item intact? Mm. Potentially. Uh, I think in this case, it probably looks best intact. Put that in like a lyric sheet or something maybe. And yeah. I think you got a whole, okay. you got a whole deal. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Cause this is, it's a pretty flat shoe. So like I could fit it in the shadow box and then yeah. I was going to put with that, I saved it. My first artist access. Nice. nice. Right. So, and then I don't know if this is a fun thing, but like there's little tchotchke items that people get. I don't, I don't think I want to put that in a shadow box though. I think, cause that's special. Like, and if you're not a ship rocker, you won't get it. Right. Yeah. So, but there is some cool photos from ship rock. So I was going to put like a four by six photo of like, uh, the steel panther guy is in the onesie with all of us on the deck stage and like other things <laughs> that go in the shadow box. Right. So, but then when I was looking for shiprock stuff, I found this picture. So this is me on the deck stage with the fan who has my water bottle. Cause Aww. we were rocking. <laughs> and I, I think I told you guys the water bottle story right before when I, I didn't have anywhere to put it when I thought yeah. it was going to like roll away. Right. So he printed this photo and then and showed it to me. I don't remember if he printed it on the boat and then came to the VIP with it, or if he saw us at another show and printed this. I think he saw us at another show and was like, look, <laughs> we were on shipwreck together. And it was like, no way. <laughs> so he asked me for my signature on like the stuff that he bought from shipwrecked. And so I asked him for his signature. So this is his uh, autograph. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> <Very> nice. <laughs> you know, so it's just cool moments like that, man. Shipwrecked is so dope. I can't wait. So the the shadow box idea that I had was because I had a whole bunch of custom stuff that I didn't know what to do with, right? So I was like, well, maybe, you know, like people yeah. will put it in like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff, like the outfits from whatever tour that Prince did. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't know, yeah. maybe somebody would want a keepsake like this. I was like, rock fans are crazy. Maybe they would want this. So I'm thankful to you for your feedback on <laughs> the the front or the back of it should be displayed and the full costume should be intact and the you know what i mean like i want to know what people would want in hey, this yeah. uh in this shadow box so we'll we like to be sounding boards so by all means feel free to hit us up yeah, with, with such yeah. hard-hitting questions yeah. it'd be pretty cool is this easier the second time around or is it because i don't know i, I kind of imagine like the first time not knowing or you know how this whole thing works it kind of seems like it could be stressful just making sure you're where you're supposed to be is it easier the second time around i think definitely you know kind of what to expect now you know what i mean so but we're also like a band that does really well with chaos so we just kind of like packed up and went the first time yeah. we were like i don't know we'll figure it out when we get there and people are like <laughs> what about what about all the other stuff that you need though like right. you're going, you know but yeah. i think the other the other good thing that we did for ourselves was like we know that we're good at chaos and that we just wanted to go play. So like once you prioritize and you get all of the things done that are going to allow you to go play, right? Like first thing we did vaccine order, yeah. uh, order passports done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were like, I don't know. We had a passport a year and a half before we needed them, but as soon as ship rocked came back and a lot of bands didn't have those two things or didn't want them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Priorities, you know, totally yeah. fine. But ours was, I want to go play. <laughs> <laughs> right what do we need to go do that <laughs> we we have the two things and then they were like so how fast can you get here because <laughs> right we leave port in like 72 hours <laughs> yes okay. i forgot to mention that yeah that you guys previous booking was a very last minute ad for anybody who was not aware of that 
taking yeah, a cruise else. a couple days before. Yeah, you were aware of a couple yeah. days in advance. Yeah. yeah, nobody knew who we were. We, they were like, "You're a band, right? You have legit <laughs> representation." We were like, "Sure, yeah, <laughs> legit <laughs> representation." Got some pretty good songs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how Ask For finds the bands? Because they they are really good at finding like up and coming bands for this. We asked. We absolutely asked. We saw okay. that there was so Rob who also functions as TM, right? Like guitar player Rob slash TM Rob slash other giant who talks to Casey for too long, Rob. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so our Rob noticed on Instagram that everybody was dropping off and that there was a bunch of like upset with the lineup. And, you know, he obviously it was a strange year. It was the first year they were going to be yeah. back. There was a lot of craziness that was going on. So we kind of looked at that chaos and we were like, we could answer this call. Is this an Eva <laughs> under fire bat sign in the in the sky yeah. that we see? What is that? Right? <laughs> Controlled chaos is kind of our thing. So <laughs> we reached out to Shiprock. So we actually we talked to our manager about it and we said, Hey Tony, do you think that we could ask to get on this boat? And he was like, uh, I don't know. You don't right? Because like we don't have anything. We've not yeah. toured yet. We, you know, nothing. Um, we didn't have the music released. We uh, didn't know when we were going to be able to either, you know, so this was like a long shot because they have a lot of established fans that they do. They, it's expensive to get on this boat. Right? So you gotta <laughs> yeah, have the, right. the best, right? You know, we're little guys, right? But we see other little guys that are on the boat. And we're like, those guys made it, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on, we can do this, right? Yeah. So he was like, well, ask. And uh, sure enough, they were like, Come on in, right? We were like, yeah. Did you just? what <laughs> all right so we rallied the troops and we were like uh caca get in the van caca <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and, uh, that was that was how that went you know we didn't even know what to bring so did i tell you guys about the tchotchke nickname i don't, I don't think, think so. so so ask for <laughs> so funny um the, the entertainment group that puts this on right alice great um so we get to the boat and we were like uh these are crazy awesome fans who are love uh, rock music right so we want to bring all the things that we have we had keychains and patches and yeah. stickers and blah, 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 all the things we didn't know that you're not supposed to bring all that because it's a boat right yes. <laughs> you yes. have to like advance gear and you can't have all of the things because it's not enough room for everyone to have them on the boat yeah. so you're supposed to bring like two t-shirts and maybe like one trinket item I had like seven. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we get down to the end. They kind of operate like a festival. So they they sell all of the stuff for you. So like I'm doing counting with these people and they're like, you have more. And I was like, I don't have to sell them. They were like, they're here. So how many more? <laughs> okay. <laughs> got this one and this one and this. One. So they started calling us tchotchke, right? Yeah. Well, jokes on them because at the end of that ship, they had to pay us out quite a pretty penny because we brought yes. all of our items and we sold everything <laughs> nice everything and they got hella percentage on all of that so it actually ended up working out so they were like yeah, <laughs> yeah. so this is prescriptive to all you other bands that are going to be on the boat <laughs> yeah you can yeah yeah you can so follow you know, eva's example i don't want to i don't want to like say accidentally bring more stuff but like we got away with it the first time however <laughs> the first time was pretty undersold right like there was a lot of there was That's more true. room on that boat than there probably will be this year yeah. it's <laughs> completely sold out yeah yeah this oh, one's been sold crazy. out for a week after they released it to be honest. i know I, I waited last year it didn't sell out that fast so i was waiting until they announced the lineup because i didn't want to just buy an expensive Thing. You almost have to, yeah, go I know. blind with I know. it because, yeah. And it, I should, it, I should have. Is, I mean, it's going to be, I, I think for certain people, lineup is important. And yeah. then there are weirdos like us who are just like, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that kind of figure that out like, later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I've been we trying to get on that boat since 2012. I'm not, I'm on it. I'm not getting <laughs> off anymore. I'm yeah. not, we don't care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep. Perfect. We're super excited to hang out with you for a week. And uh, yeah. not only that, but we've not only is it cool to interview, you know, the likes of Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Joe Bonamassa, but we're, we just, we get equally excited at interviewing bands like Fury and Few and Winona Fighter and Sleep Theory and the new guys. Yeah. The new, the new guys that are going to be on the ship. And, uh, and then now 
we get to introduce you to Dorothy and and Sam Colton. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's going to be a blast. So we're we're yeah. su we're super excited. Vacation. Yeah, we're just going to upgrade. We keep hanging out together and we were like, "Hey, you guys want to go on vacation together?" Like, yeah. our vacation you know? friends. So yeah. Let's all get on shipwrecks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Perfect. Exactly. Oh, man. So, I want to I want to move a little bit. Man, there's so many different topics that we could sidewind off to. But this has to have been the busiest year you guys have had yet. I know you kind of always seem to be increasingly Absolutely. busy. Absolutely. And you've you've run a pretty Yeah, this was the first like we had several festivals and several tours this year. Yeah. Usually yeah, it's like I, one or the other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, you were maintaining a pretty busy schedule. Um, I know maybe not necessarily all of this work happened in the year. Some of it may have happened last year, but you know, you did the deluxe out edition of the album. You had some other features and guess like there was stuff happening at just about all times in yeah. some capacity yeah. or another. Um, yeah. So I you do it again. I that's <laughs> that was my question is, you know, you, you hold up this this item that says I'll sleep when I'm dead. And so I know I'm wondering when 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 is the plan to sleep? <laughs> Wait, barring oh, actually sure. being dead. <laughs> I haven't I haven't found that yet. I don't know. We haven't figured that one out. But um, it is cool to stay busy because it's just especially in this environment, this market is so constant. It's like everybody on social media, if you're, you're here and gone again tomorrow, yep. it's, it, short attention spans, you know? So, yeah. but I, I don't mind serving that because I think as an artist who's a little bit of a chaotic brain, like that kind of allows me to just keep throwing you things, right? Like every yeah. time I come up with another harebrained idea, here you go, you know? <laughs> yep. And I get to share more of that more frequently and more often. I think it does... What I'll say for that type of a lifestyle and this type of creative process is that it does kind of hinder quality, I think, because there's not enough time to make sure that everything is the best, right? But I don't know that that's what people want anymore. They just yeah. want to get to know you and be close and whatever right. you mm. do is like cool enough, right? Like it doesn't, so you kind of have to have like this cultivated mindset of I embrace the imperfection that I'm going to give you because it's part of the creative process or part of the next phase of things or whatever that looks like. Right. I did a TikTok video and it was something about, it was like a melody, right? It was hello friend. I hope you're okay. Right. From like a while ago. Right. But that melody gets stuck in my head still. And I was just recently going through a bunch of like voice memo, like ideas on my phone and stuff for what we want to take to the producers. And that one came to mind. And it was a very haunting moment. And I think there were several people in the comments, though, that were like, ooh, something about this stands out to mm -hmm. me. Something about this is really powerful. And also, are you okay? Right? Because, like, this is a really powerful thing that you're saying here. So I think that it can be a good indicator, can be, right? But it kind of forces you to share some ideas that are half-baked. They're not ready yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could, it could kill. It could flop. But as long as you're cool with that, I think you'll keep up just fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So to that point, you know, I've, I've heard it said by people who are artists and, and creators and whatever. When somebody asks them, you know, what's the best way to get started doing whatever? And their answer almost always is just get started doing it because we get so hung up on either having to have the right circumstances or situations or the, the most perfect output or equipment or whatever. And that just paralyzes the idea of the actual creativity from coming out and, and being there. And so I, yeah. I think you might be on to something. And then even even I know we've talked to so many songwriters that are perfectionists and they're like, you know, I finally have to just say this is done, whether I'm content with it or not, or else I will nitpick it forever and nobody will ever, you know, see the light of day. Um, yeah. But yeah. but I like that idea you what you're doing. Stuck in that. Yeah. yeah. But even even to the extent of what you're doing, which is like to some degree, like a collaborative crowdsourcing, if you're like, hey, there's this memo. This is a kernel of an idea that we might do something with and then people hear it and give you feedback on it. You know, you're also kind of answering the call of getting direction on where to go from the people who are invested in you already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Look, regardless of your feedback, I might do it anyway if I love it. Maybe. You know yeah. I mean? Like I, <laughs> I reserve the right to just like, nah, I'm going to do it anyhow. Right. But outside of that, I feel like there's also really cool stuff that can be, you know, like, I don't know what somebody else hears in those types mm -hmm. of ideas. But I, I've been doing that for a long time because I'm not an instrumentalist. So I've, I've always had to share ideas in order to get them further along, right? 
There is yeah. someone else that's have to been in my creative process or um, add to it or make space for it or help me like work that out. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty comfortable with, um, with sharing that. Some people just aren't, you know, I've run into a lot of young people too, who are like starting out with the content creation stuff. And a part of the problem that they have with like uploading as much as you have to, in order to like hit the algorithm lottery, yeah. right. Is that they're too curative about what they're putting out. Right. So they have to have, like you said, the right camera angles, the lighting, the everything that's, has to be very orchestrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have so much that's more stuff right out here. there if I were less hey. picky. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, listen, when you, when you are out there, like as the itch, I wonder what your experience will be. And so if I, in a year from now you get busier and then you have been and you, which I anticipate that you all will. Um, but yeah, when you're out and about, like it's literally, that's all you have time for is like a 15 second video when you're at the show and then upload it. Because if not, right. it'll sit in your drafts or you'll never upload it or you'll forget about it. <laughs> well, and that's, that's why I enjoy taking my, my phone that takes decent video and filming your guys's performances and putting them on the the fan group or whatever so yeah thank you yeah yeah it's it's helpful to me too i was just talking um with my i was catching my parents up about uh what we've been up to and i said you know i i really would love to have um another person on our team whoever comes next if that's a um an additional sound slash LD type person who does lighting. If that's somebody who is helping with birch consistently and, or can help us load or whatever the next person is that comes and joins our team. Um, we're not ready for that level because I can't adequately pay that person yet, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I would love for someone to help me with taking more content, more videos, because I can get the moments that I am standing there for, but when I am performing or when I have a line of people with me, right? No one's taking video of that line. No one's, you know what I right. mean? Like, right. I don't mind camera on cool yeah. all the time. Right. Cause I, tr mostly because I trust also whoever's taking that video, like it's right. not going to be, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm PG 13 yeah. pretty much as a person. So I'm not going to do anything that's going to be incriminating that you're going to put out. No, right? but, no, so but you want it. You want it to be good quality, and I I try to try to do that the best I can when I'm. Yes, and I want to capture those moments. You have a visual on things that I am I'm actively engaged in, and there's other people that can see this for being a, a really cool special moment that I don't have or can't. It feels weird to like have my phone out constantly, right? right. I have kind of considered maybe a, just like a GoPro at the merch booth and like well, whoever doesn't I mean, mind. It's hard. It's hard to film yourself is the problem, you know? Yeah. And I do that all the time with like the, you know, the makeup videos or the whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just feel like there's more <laughs> special things that are happening when we're actually at the show with like other people, which is really fun and cool and exciting. Right. Youngblood is amazing at this. Like, his fan interaction and like the things that he does at his shows and the things that like his people are able to capture because of that, it makes it like, I see that and all they're doing is sharing what happened at the show. But that makes me want to go to Youngblood mm. show. I'm like, yeah. that's so cool. Like I want, you know, and I feel like we have those moments. I just don't have a way to capture it yet. So that's kind yeah. of what's next on my list. Gotcha. I think, yeah, I think you're definitely onto something. And I'm sure that those people can be pretty expensive. Like I think non-point and Francesca Ludicar kind of, you know, they are, are kind of proved that that can go a long way. Like I think non-point had one of their best years as a band this year and 25 years into the being a band because of the things that she set in place and uh, the images that they have helped build with her help. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. I think it's going to be an increasing discussion as the years go on is part of a band's team is not just, you know, like a tour manager or whatever, but it's a content director of some sort. Like, right. Yeah. It's I'm just, sure that's true. That's the way these things are kind of melding into one. Um, mm -hmm. So right. I see that for sure becoming a bigger, a bigger thing. And for, for bands or for content creators such as ourselves, I mean, w this is, this is going to be episode 195. So we're, we're approaching 200 episodes. Uh, so, uh, cool. yeah, so just that. getting yourself out there and you're performing with, with bigger acts and you get to tour with Bush and, you know, it's just, it just keeps going on and on and on. And it's, it's awesome to, to watch you guys do that over time. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely have been keeping busy. And then even like when we're not keeping busy in the public with doing like all of the shows that we 
would love to do. But like, even now, you know, my schedule is I leave again on January 8th, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm gone. We're writing and then we're ship rocking and then we're writing some more. And then we're, you know, doing some, we've got some gigs in, um, in May already. And we're, you know, after that, it'll be, when's this, you know, the, the next, next song coming yeah, out. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, then it'll be build a tour, uh, you know, and then we'll see, we'll see from there. It's just gonna, it's so it's an ever evolving process. And I, I guess the transition from creating makeup video content in your bedroom to uh, like, how do you capture it when you're in the real world is kind of cool. And so I guess in, in that regard to anybody that's starting, I would just say, just, just take it, just take the video. Like if there's a special moment or if I just like, if we're dying laughing about something, I will pull my phone out and be like, what did you just say? Right. And I'll yeah. make sure that that person like repeats whatever it was that we just found hilarious. And so maybe you've missed the original moment. You know what I mean? But we can, we're still cracking up about it. It happened five seconds ago. Right. <laughs> right. Put it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think, you know, exactly. That's my philosophy. Exactly. I would love to know as you do prepare to, to write some more, you know, you've talked about kind of the, all these different kind of things that have gone on in the last year. You've talked about this controlled chaos environment and whatnot. Is there a particular environment or atmosphere or whatever that you find the most creative inspiration in, or does it, does there anything that seems to particularly track in that regard? Is it more a little bit kind of random feeling? I don't know. I think honestly, the reason why I've wanted to become a better writer is because I find a more creative space Mm -hmm. when I can take my time, right? When I can build it, when there's not like X amount of hours that you're going to be in studio to write. I feel like that should be more time to refine things and reorganize things or clarify your idea, right? But the where it comes from part, right? The, The inspiration part before all of that, I find that I do my best work when I'm like just alone and vibing or I can take my time with something and like really work out the story and the melody and the how I want to paint it. Mm -hmm. And then I take that in the studio. I'm always interested in that because I've heard just every every artist musician we talk to, I feel like has different perspectives and I've heard different perspectives from over the years. I remember Joey from Varsity telling us one time that most of his best ideas come in the shower. I remember... Mm -hmm. uh, and then and you just perspective on, you know, art versus like commerce and kind of all that. Cause I remember years ago, a quote from, I remember Johnny of the Goo Goo Dolls said ages ago that he approaches writing their albums as a job. He's like, mm-hmm. not to dismiss the creative element of it and the artistic part, but he's like, you know, when it's time to write an album. I sit down and I write an album and that's what it is. And it doesn't necessarily matter about the, as much about the inspiration so much as about the getting the task done. And so I'm very, yes. I'm very interested in that and part of the artistic process and how different people view it, because it seems to be very personal to most of the, the people we've encountered. Yeah. And I also feel like in that same vein, you have to be able to cultivate multiple approaches, right? Because you might run into a roadblock or what happens when you're not angry about things anymore? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, happens yeah. When they're, right. right? Yeah. Like there's, there are, you're also like a living, breathing being who's position in life changes and Mm -hmm. um as you know from album one to album three right with any band you'll see a ton of like directional change in what they're doing and what was relevant to them before is no longer relevant now or you know a lot of things so i agree with you i think it is a job but it's also a job that you have to approach from a creative space, right? So you can take multiple different things and go, oh, I've seen this story play out. How would I write? Like Taylor Swift was even like, she was being painted this way in the tabloids and she she made that a character. And that's one of her biggest songs, right? Right, right. So um, it's interesting where you can pull from, right? Whether or not that's something that happened to you or something that's actually true of how you feel or how you think. Right. Especially when it comes to lyricism, like I don't know how instrumentalists do this, but um, I know that, you know, I've talked to Rob about, you know, mood and vibe and different things. And so he can be very intentional about what he wants to have this guitar sound like. Right. Mm. We just got off a Bush tour. So he he was very interested in having like a buzz tone from that Mm. 90s era. That was like a cool thing to him. Right. (laughs) But like and then how do we massage that into a pretty produced new 
sound, right? It's a different spin, yeah. Does it stay old? Does it, you know, what does it evoke when you play it? Like what kind of emotion comes to you, right? For for me, there's like a dissonance in any kind of 90s grunge era type of, there's always like this happy, upbeat way of playing things, but it's also like probably a very sad connotation. You know what I mean? Like the context in which that song exists is probably kind of emotional. So and we're very good at vibey just naturally as people we've noticed <laughs> yeah. this as a band like that's usually what we go to um like literally before we started talking i sent ed a piano ballad and was like can you come up with an original keys part for this <laughs> <He's> like, <"Sure." laughs> cool. um, so you know it's just yeah it's very um i think you start like taking all the layers and messing everything up which is why you have to be good at controlled chaos if you're going to be an artist because <laughs> when you get creative you could you could be very intentional about things or it could just hit you one day. You could be in the shower or you could like sit at your keyboard and not have any idea where what direction you want to go. Like you have to be able to exist as an artist in each of those spaces and just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> My soapbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> During the long conversation that I had with Rob at the machine shop, uh, he was discussing covers and I, I mentioned to him that one cover that I would like to see you guys attempt is Allison Chain's Nutshell. And oh man, he would love that. Well, that's he he lit up when I said that. <laughs> and he's like, song. We should we should try we should try that. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I, I approve that. <laughs> take take yeah. that to the rehearsals, please. Take that to the garage. Let's yeah. get somebody up on stage with you to sing those harmonies too. That'd be yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Manifest all that. Exactly. Yeah. The ship um, will have so was... many options. Yeah, that's the other thing I like about this job, I suppose, is that it it's endless. There's yeah. always going to be a next thing or a new version of said thing or some reimagined version of an old song or a reimagined mm. version of a new song or uh, so many ways to do this. Right. <laughs> and I kind of love that. I think there's a sound that Eve Under Fire has cultivated like on the first album, but like. I kind of like that we set a tone with an album that I feel like kind of has each song go in a different direction. Because mm-hmm. now I just do the next album doesn't have to be anything, right? This right. wasn't like a, you know, it's not like a one thing. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to ask something that it's as close as I'm going to come to asking like a teaser preview question about whatever is to come next for the band. It's not, it's it's pretty light, but I'll, I'll put it out there. Okay. What you got? As you kind of hinted there, covers are definitely a big part of what Eva Under Fire does. Are there any songs in your mind that have been stewing around where you're like, this one's coming down the pipe at some point? Like, we're, I'm going to make this happen, whether it's, you know, next album or just in general. Like, you don't even have to name them. I'm just curious if you've got some kind of foresight as to, to where this is going or if it's still a little no, more embryonic. Not, <laughs> not really. Yeah. So, I'm more focused. I mean, I, and maybe this is just my headspace right now. And most of the headspace of like, I would say to other guys as well in the group is just like, we want new originals, right? So like our, our brain is on originals track right now. Um, are there, f- there are other fun covers that we've never recorded before that we did. Like when we went to Octane right. and we did the 30 seconds to Mars thing, like we yes. have been doing oh, yeah, that yeah. Some live for a long yeah. time before yeah. we ever actually did it in any kind of official capacity, which is really just at Octane. We've never actually like recorded it and released it. Um, so it really just exists on YouTube. It's not even on DSPs. Yeah. But uh, there would be other songs, I'm sure, that would come up later. We would probably still pull from the 54 of them that we learned for our COVID <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> like yeah, that. right. There right. you go. So okay. many more things that uh, we have played live before um acoustically and um so there's a stockpile ready yeah whenever you need yeah, it yeah. there's <laughs> like something to pull from yeah like there was um oh we did oh, what was it was it led zeppelin i think it was zeppelin yeah i don't know long, long time, so rock and roll. Yeah, yeah 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 we no. we did that you know i mean we and we've done black velvet and we've done that'd be a good one some other cool ones that i think vocally would be interesting for people to hear us do I would be interested to see how the music bed would change for those covers if we were to ever actually like release them officially. Yeah, I think outside of that, well, and then the other one that came up not long ago was Hotel California, which would be cool. But yeah, I don't know. Everybody's kind of um, 
I think more focused on originals right now than anything, because we, we, it was such a big part of what we were doing, not just in our, you know, like try to keep ourselves sane time, yeah. but also yeah. like having to release any kind of cover with the, the record was like really kind of stressful. And then finally we were able to release several of them. So now that I think we've just kind of like huh, on covers, we're like, nice. anytime <laughs> anybody asks about covers, we're like, sigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we won't push the matter any further. We just want to write. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they are fun to throw in every once in a while, and, yeah. and important. You know, I think a lot of people are still new on our. You know, haven't heard of Eva before, and and we would still, you know, want to play something for them to sing along to. I think it was honestly like very important on this Bush tour. Bush tour people showed up for Bush. Yeah. Like, right. Right. They are a legacy band. This is the first probably legacy band that we had ever gone out with. They right. were very new to Eva Under Fire. So like, and I don't think they were the types to like show up and party early just because, right? No. Yeah. Like if they don't know you, know you, they're not really here for the openers. They're here to sing along to every Bush song that's ever been released right. that everybody will know. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of, it reminded me of playing bar gigs where you had to get people's attention. Yes. You know, this is the first time in a long time where we were playing to probably like all new crowds and not a lot of people knew our original stuff unless it was Blow, which is the last song that we played. So for six songs yeah. before that, I have to <laughs> rope them in, <laughs> uh, which we absolutely did with separate ways. And then everybody was like, who's this band? And we were right. like, That's yeah, it. Yep. Exactly. We play the cover. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, before we wrap this up and you mentioned Bush, I, I do have to ask, there was a, a moment at the VIP line where you... Uh, tried to get the crowd's attention because you thought it was just a line and it turned out to not be just a line. Was so, there VIP? Uh, <laughs> it was the Bush VIP Dying line? Embarrassment on the spot. Yeah, you, oh, Aaron, you don't know the story? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. All right. Real quick. So um, it was a fun day. We were at a big show. It's show day, right? We're having a great time. Okay. So we had a special VIP thing that we did with Bad Wolves in the upstairs of this like really big, um, I think it was an arena. It was one of the arena shows. So, and then there was another line when we got to the main floor that was by the security in, you know, entrance, basically, that where they have everybody come through the gate and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that these people were coming into the venue, right? This is also like, I don't know, mm. somewhere between 5.30 and 7, which is doors, I don't know what time it is. We just, you know, we're running around the venue. So if I had known what time it was, I probably would have figured out what that party was. <laughs> but I was just, you know, I go by this line of people were like waving and they, I just got off the elevator. So they know that I'm performing tonight. Right. So I'm like, if you're ready for a rock show, make some noise. And everybody like lost their mind. Right. Well, I turned the corner and Bush, the whole band with their tour manager is taking photos with all these people. This is their VIP. <laughs> they're not entering the venue these are not random people these are bush vip i just interrupted and made a jerk of myself you crashed for it. bush vip <laughs> like gavin rosdale was just like cracked a smile and yvette their tour manager who gave me these signed posters starts dying laughing and she was like at least it worked yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All- like- <laughs> you were just the hype person for their for their vip I'm experience <laughs> Lord, yeah. um, you know sometimes it's just yeah we have yeah. fun <laughs> sorry, that's fantastic about it. sorry i had <laughs> to yeah, i had to bring really it i had to bring it up <laughs> yeah of course well yeah, yeah. there's your cherry on the sunday yes <laughs> there it is <laughs> yeah that's wow. how much i like the rock show let me don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> right that's right <laughs> well as, oh, as that's we wrap, awesome as we wrap this up i, I definitely want to say you know adding to the just awesomeness of doing this with you over the years. Uh, you know, you, you tried your best to, to make Christmas Eva happen, but we, we just, uh, we, we pivoted and and here we are. So. Yeah. I just got <laughs> home. I didn't even know my own name. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate your patience. <laughs> well, we, yeah. We, we, we didn't notice yeah. that earlier, but you know, Eva under fire had just gotten back. Your household has come down with illness. We're excited that we can make this happen at all. Because yeah. we were we were actually anticipating just pivoting to a whole different idea for our next episode. We're like, all right, got we got it. a contingency plan. Yeah, got and then, it. I showed and up here with the Christmas tree and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So we really deeply appreciate that. <laughs> oh, much love, guys. No, thanks for having me. Can't wait to see y'all on Ship Rocks. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, and we'll just keep doing this thing. 
yeah, we're excited. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. I'm Aaron. And this is Eva. And until next time, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's Eva. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. That was way better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> it usually is whenever the artist closes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.